welcome to your Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God, we ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious, it's fun, it's your Catholic Drive Time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean, so good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. You have survived the weekend. Congratulations. You get to get back at it. It's going to be a great week. We're going to have some wonderful conversations, some insightful stuff coming up for you this week on the program. We're very excited about it. But uh, don't forget, Ash Wednesday is Wednesday, which means Fat Tuesdays tomorrow. That's nice. Praise be to God. Uh, but are you ready? Are you ready for the holy season of Lent? We're going to talk more about that coming up in this hour. But we're also going to catch up on the latest information on the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Lots happened over the weekend, of course. This morning, you may be uh, coming to uh, the information first right here, praise be to God, that there is talks going on in Belarus between Russia and the Ukraine. Right now, they are sitting down to meet and to discuss. The president of Ukraine said he's not sure what's going to come out of it, but they are meeting. Praise be to God. Big sanctions. Uh, the I think the EU kicked Russia out of the swift. Oh, that has, uh, that's going to leave a mark for sure. But Germany is doing something for the first time new in 70-plus years. They are not only sending munitions to Ukraine, but they're now going to be spending billions of dollars to beef up their own military. We may talk about that coming up at 15 past with one of our guests, Mike Koeniger, from, uh, he's a retired Coast Guard guy. He's an adult educator. He's a constitutional expert. We're going to have a conversation around the Russia-Ukraine conflict from a Catholic perspective with Mike Koeniger coming up at 35 past the hour. But at, or forgive me, at 15 past the hour. At 35 past the hour, I wonder, have you heard of the Holy Face Devotion? This uh, comes to us in 1847 to a, a sister, Carmelite, and it comes with some incredible promises. But one of the, th- the, the points to this is to combat communism, the spread of communism. But it's also to convert hard-hearted, grave, ardent sinners, heretics, blasphemers, the worst of the worst. This is an opportunity to move their hearts and this is where we get the Golden Arrow Prayer, which is, by the way, where we are using during our uh, Catholic Drive Time Lenten campaign, We, which we hope and, and beg of you, dear listener, to please join us this Lent by picking one day during Lent to pray, to fast, and to do penance, and to pray the Golden Arrow Prayer with us, and to uh, pray for the conversion of hard-hearted sinners, blasphemers, heretics, and not leave their souls abandoned. And so we're asking you to do that. You can go to the website, grnonline.com forward slash cdt click the link for the cdt lenten campaign you'll get more information and you can sign up by picking a day for you and your family and you can see the calendar of the availability there and kathy good morning to you thanks for uh being a part of our program from north boston and taking a day on our calendar we're very grateful Kathy, for you being a part of the CDT team. So at 35 past the hour, Mike from Restoring the Faith, or RTF, is going to be on to talk about the Holy Face devotion. Lots to get into today. Good morning to you, Rudy Carlos. Good morning, Joe. How was your weekend? Oh, so eventful. I have my mom in town, so... Praise be to God. We got to use my little heirloom tortilla press. What? Made some tortillas and uh, braised beef. Good stuff. My mouth is watering already. <laughs> it's a good thing it's uh, not Lent yet. I, I mean, know, right? A little splurge there. A little is that uh, a Shrove? Uh, is it Shrove Tuesday that we call it? Shrove Tuesday, I think. Oh, we're getting shriven, all right. Praised <laughs> <laughs> <Braised> beef. <laughs> Speaking of shriven, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning, to you, Adrian. 
Howdy, howdy. Praise be to God. It's good to be here. Is it? It is. Praise be to God. Yeah. It was a great weekend for me as well. I had a, a lot of activities over the weekend. Praise be to God. My, um, uh, my roommate, Will, his birthday was Saturday, so we had a birthday party for him Saturday. And nice. then um, I also had something on Friday. I can't remember what we did. We did something on Friday. And then yesterday, I had my friend Maddie and Joseph Kuthines. They had their uh, kind of like a welcoming home. They finally finished yeah. fixing up their new home they just purchased and had hey. a Mardi Gras party. So praise be to God. It was a good time. Wow. We watched uh, The King's Speech 2.0. Have you seen The King's Speech, by the way? Uh, no. It's on the required list of, of movies you must watch before you pass away. It's The King's Speech. Great film. But <laughs> The Darkest Hour is, uh, is kind of like King's Speech 2.0. And it's just so fantastic, especially when you watch it with filters. And my kids loved it. And then last night we watched The Fighting Sullivan's. Good Catholic film. That reminds me. I did watch a movie over the weekend. You That's watch? what I did on Friday. I went to uh, the TFPC in Humble, Texas, and we watched a documentary on the Soviet Union. It was really, really tragic. They're talking about the uh, starvation, the starving of the Ukrainian people. Mm. Wild. Yeah. That's crazy. So that's what I did on Friday. Well, praise Exciting. be to God. Maybe we can <laughs> chat more about that in our after show today. We can catch up on all the uh, the, the weekends and uh, activities. And I. I'm so grateful we had my son served MC for the first ma- his first time as MC at Holy Mass. Praise God. Yesterday. So we'll talk about that and catch up with a lot more. But don't forget, please consider taking a day on the calendar to pray, to fast, to do penance uh, for the conversion of heretics, for peace in the world, and so much more. More details on our website at grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Don't forget, you know, we gave a Mercedes to a CDC insider on Friday, and it was such fun. Praise be to God. So we're hoping uh, to catch up with her at some point in the chat today. But let's pray. Let's get started. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O mother of the word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now your breaking news with Rudy Carlos. Good morning. Thanks for tuning in to Catholic Drive Time. Today is Monday, February the 28th, and these are your headlines. The Washington Times reports Ukraine says 352 civilians dead so far in war. Ukraine's Interior Ministry says 352 Ukrainian civilians have been killed during Russia's invasion, including 14 children. It says an additional 1,684 people, including 116 children, have have been wounded, despite Russia claiming that Ukrainian citizens are not in danger. The ministry's statement on Sunday does not give any information on casualties among Ukraine's armed forces. And Axios reports Putin orders nuclear deterrent forces on alert. Russian President Vladimir Putin ordered Russia's nuclear deterrent forces to be put on alert on Sunday. Speaking alongside his defense minister and military chief of staff, Putin said recent sanctions and aggressive statements from NATO countries had led him to put the nuclear deterrent forces in a special regime of combat duty. And Life News reports pro-life groups oppose Joe Biden's pro-abortion Supreme Court nominee, Kentanji Brown-Jackson. Biden pledged to nominate nominate Judge Kintanji Brown-Jackson to the Supreme Court to replace retiring Justice Stephen G. Breyer. 
But top pro-life advocates say the nation's highest court does not need another justice who incorrectly thinks there is a right to an abortion in the Constitution. Kintanji Brown-Jackson is backed by many of America's most radical pro-abortion groups. She is on record opposing the free speech rights of the pro-life advocates pleading to save lives outside abortion centers and supporting the false claim that abortion is health care. And LifeSite reports German archbishop says female deacons and married priests needed to help solve error in the church. Germany's synodal path continues its divergence from the church teachings as Archbishop Ludwig Schick of Bamberg advocated for married priests and ordained women to the diaconate, writing that it is just as important for the reform of the church that women take on even more leadership offices, also in pastoral ministries. His support echoed Cardinal Marx and other German prelates. And those are your headline news this morning. God love you. The saint of the day is Blessed Viliana. Blessed Viliana was born in 1332. When she was 13, she ran away from home to enter a convent. But her attempts were unsuccessful and she was forced to return. To prevent any re repetition of her flight, her father shortly afterward gave her in marriage to Rosso Ros de Piero. After her marriage, she appeared completely changed. She gave herself up to pleasures and, dissip and dissipation and lived a holy, idle, and worldly life. One day, as she was about to start for an entertainment, clad in a gorgeous dress, adorned with pearls and precious stones, she looked at herself in a mirror. To her dismay, the reflection that met her eyes was that of a hideous demon. A second and a third mirror showed the same ugly form. Thoroughly alarmed, she recognized it and recognizing in the reflection the image of herself, her sin-stained soul. She tore off the fine attire and clad in the simplest of clothes she could find, she betook herself weeping to the Dominican fathers at Santa Maria Novella to make a full confession and ask absolution and help. This proved to be a turning point in her life and she never again fell away. Before long, Viliana was admitted to the third order of St. Dominic, and after, and after this, she advanced rapidly in the spiritual life, fulfilling all her duties as a married woman. She spent all her available time in prayer and reading. So completely did she give herself up to God that she was often wrapped in ecstasy. She had visions of Our Lady and other saints, and she was endowed with the gift of prophecy. As she lay on her deathbed, she asked that the passion should be read to her. And at the words... He bowed his head and gave up the ghost. She crossed her hands on her breast and passed away. She was honored as a saint from the day of her death, but her cultus was confirmed in 1824. Blessed Viliana, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Mark chapter 10, verses 17 through 27. As Jesus was setting out on a journey, a man ran up, knelt down before him, and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus answered him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments, you shall not kill, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not defraud, honor your father and your mother. He replied and said to him, Teacher, all of these I have observed from my youth. Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, You are lacking in one thing. Go, sell what you have and give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. 
At that statement, his face fell, and he went away sad, for he had many possessions. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his words, so Jesus again said to them in reply, Children, how hard is it to enter the kingdom of God? It is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. They were exceedingly astonished and said among themselves, Then who can be saved? And Jesus looked at them and said, For men it is impossible, but not for God. All things are possible for God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Venerable Bede said, quote, For the one and undivided Trinity itself, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, is the only and one good God. The Lord, therefore, does not deny himself to be good, but implies that he is God. He does not deny that he is good, is good master, but he declares that no master is good but God. You know, I've, this particular passage has been used countless times to try to disprove the divinity of Jesus. In fact, if you happen to uh, you know, run across Jehovah's Witnesses, they will often pull this verse out and try to say, see here, even Jesus notices the difference between himself and God. See, see, see. And yet the fathers of the church have made it clear that this is definitely not the case. Christum would say, because, however, he, has, he had come to Christ, meaning the man, uh, the man with wealth, this young man, because, however, he had come to Christ as he would to a man, and to one of the Jewish doctors, Christ answered him as a man. Wherefore, it goes on, and Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but the one God, in saying which he does not exclude men from goodness, but from a comparison with the goodness of God. The pseudo-Christism would say, For the one and undivided Trinity itself, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, is the only and one good God. The Lord, therefore, does not deny himself to be good, but implies that he is God. He does not deny that he is good, master, but he declares that no master is good but God. He is God. The early church fathers make this very clear. It's a reality that we are faced with. And when you realize that Jesus is, in fact, God, the second person of the Trinity, as the early church fathers have asserted, Haydock's commentary and so much more, you realize then also that the kingdom of God has come upon you. And the reality of that, and listening to the words, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God, should shake your heart and meditate upon your own salvation in fear and trembling. We'll be right back. What's concerning us coming up next? Atheists often justify their atheism by saying there's no scientific evidence for God. But this is problematic for two reasons. First, science can no more detect God than a metal detector can detect plastic cups. God, who is immaterial, is beyond the scope of scientific inquiry, because science is restricted to detecting matter. This leads to a second critique. The argument confuses method with reality. Science's inability to detect God says nothing whether or not God exists. It's simply a manifestation of the limitations of its detecting powers. To say God doesn't exist because science can't detect him is to confuse the limitations of the method for knowing reality with what is real. So it really doesn't matter that science can't detect God. 
and therefore is not a justifiable reason to be an atheist. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. There will come a day when each of us will be asked to review the movie of our life and give an account to God. We will sorrowfully relive the bad times and joyfully revisit the good. Thankfully, no matter what you've done, there is hope. Since Jesus came not to condemn the world, but to save it. So if you've been away from church for a while, we invite you to come home and find the peace that only comes from God. Visit catholicscomehome.org. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. You know, coming up at 35 past the hour, we're going to have a conversation about the devotion to the Holy Face. Incredible promises given to Sister Mary of St. Peter back in 1847. Uh, This was a mission she was sent on by our Lord to combat the spread of communism in particular, which in 1847 predated the Russian Revolution of 1917. So incredible story here. Lots of huge promises to include the grave uh, ardent heretics and blasphemers that could be converted through this devotion. And we're going to talk to Mike from RTF about that at 35 past the hour. So stick around for that. Joining us right now via Zoom chat is our friend Mike Koeniger, who is retired Coast Guard. He's also in adult education, constitutional scholar, and more. Good morning to you, Mike. Thank you for your time. Hey, good morning, Joe. It's a morning of mics, isn't it? It's the mic show, the double mic <laughs> show. <laughs> Praise be to God. Let's talk about the Russia-Ukraine story. Mike, uh, you're also a revert to the church. I guess you've been away from the church for a long time, but you're you're back and, uh, and on fire, it seems. Yeah, well, it, it was the culmination of uh, 40 years of prayers by my mom who never gave up. And uh, so, praise God, I returned to the church about five years ago. Praise be to God. uh, And I think we're a bunch of FSSP uh, attenders, aren't we? Well, sure. Some of us, anyway. Praise be to God. (laughs) In fact, my son emceed, he was his first time he ever emceed a mass was yesterday at our FSSP parish, which was just pretty amazing. I felt uh, I felt the pressure and anxiety for him the whole time watching him so carefully, but he did pretty good. God is good. You know, um, let's talk about the latest information. Let me just give you some of the bullet points that I saw this morning coming in. I did watch it carefully over the weekend, but I want to have a conversation about it from a Catholic perspective as well. So here's the latest I saw, and, and Rudy, if you see something new, l- let me know what you find here. Russia... On the highest alert, uh, Vladimir Putin, I've heard his name said so many different ways, Putin uh, has elevated their security status to its highest level to include its nuclear arsenal. Is that showboating? Is What is that supposed to mean? I don't know. I'm having flashbacks to the 80s, you know, duck and cover drills <laughs> at school. Uh, potential peace talks, they're actually meeting right now. I've seen video clips of them I've got a live video feed here next to me. I've seen video clips of the meeting in Belarus uh, to hopefully hammer out some sort of peace talk here. Russia still has not yet taken the capital of Kiev or Kharkiv. They have taken infrastructure around Ukraine, though. In fact, it includes a nuclear plant on the east that has been secured by Russian troops as, as well as Chernobyl. But to this, at this point, they have failed to actually secure the capital, Kiev. So I find that very interesting. There's been a, quite a bit of uh, resistance to the Russian invasion. Germany is doing something new, Mike, in the first time in 70 years. They're not only sending munitions to, to Kiev 
uh, to the Ukrainians. But they're now saying they're going to spend some $2 billion, almost 2% of their uh, gross domestic product on their military. And this is where I want to bring you in on this, because I remember going to a retreat with a gentleman who was a German national. He served in the German army, and, and he lamented one of the downsides, the effects of World War I, World War II on the culture and the people of Germany was that their, that their army had taken such a hit from a reputation standpoint that every one of the citizens seemed to look down and disgust upon the army, and that culture of disgust is, was still prevalent in this day. So I find this interesting because they're now going to be spending money on their military in a way that's significant. Maybe you can think, uh, to, uh, jump in here and tell me what you're thinking about, about this. Is this a major sea change in, the, in, in European politics, geopolitics, or in the world? I mean, Germany rising their army again? Should we be concerned about this? What do you say, Mike Koeniger? I, I think it is very interesting. Uh, don't think you know this, but I'm actually first generation American. Both my grandfathers fought in the German military. Oh wow! Uh, my, my mother immigrated here right before I was born in the '60s. So uh, Germany has been a uh, whoop dog, so to speak, uh, militarily for 70, 80 years now, and I think it's a a point of uh, almost embarrassment to the German people. And we see this in their their policies, and and we see it through the church, where the church is very, uh, the German church is very modernist, walked away from its traditional beliefs. Uh, I'm I'm the son of Bavarian Catholics, uh, and my dad is a deacon, and and I think my I've heard my dad rail oftentimes on the uh, weakness of even the church, much mm. less the military of Germany. So I, I find this interesting. And I think any conversation we have today, we need to remember that Putin's a bad guy. <laughs> There's just no two ways about it. Uh, whether whether Russia's uh, motivations are, are different than what we think they are or not is immaterial. Uh, Putin's just a bad guy. But the government of Ukraine isn't much better. It's, it's a very secular society. It's uh, abortion and prostitution run rampant in both countries. So. Yeah, homosexuality. You know, it's interesting because in in Russia, they've 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 really clamped down on the uh, LGBTQ agenda there, which is uh, you know I wish it was happening here in the West. But at the same time, with Vladimir Putin in particular, he's a colonel in the KGB in Germany. And then when when the the what the wall comes down, remember, you know, tear down that wall. We all remember Reagan saying that, and I remember seeing the images come live on the television of them tearing down the wall and how wonderful. I had lived in Germany, so uh, it was uh, something very special to to my family. But at the same time, he comes home to Russia. He works for Yeltsin as uh, the, the head of security. Yeltsin uh, is no longer president. Guess who rises to power? The head of security. And he stays there for 20 years. So, yeah, sure, democracy in action, I guess, you know, in, in Russia. It makes you wonder, really, like... Uh, how is it possible uh, a colonel, not generals, but a colonel in the KGB rises to power and stays there for 20 years? Well, well he's a brilliant man. Whether we like him or not, we have to recognize his brilliance. He, he uses the uh, Russian Orthodox Church as a political arm to gain what he needs politically. I think democracy in action is an interesting uh, way to put it. Well, I, I'm, I'm sure those elections were 
almost as secure as the election was in Georgia, uh, U.S. Georgia. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm, and you know, he has uh, arrested and harassed any political opponent that he's had. Uh, I'm trying to remember the chess player uh, Kasparov. Gary mm-hmm. Kasparov has has stood against him for a long time, and, and he has harassed Gary Kasparov uh, just un, unrelentless in his harassment. So. Putin's probably not a democratically elected leader, uh, but to be fair, we, I'm going to flip the table just for a moment. The president of Ukraine got his office because the CIA interceded in their election. So you know, uh, it's it's actually kind of funny. He was an actor on a television show portraying a school teacher who became the the uh, the president of the country, and he thought, "Let's do this in real life." I mean, it's it's kind of bizarre to be honest with you. Like we live in such bizarre times where things like this, you know, an actor playing a <laughs> playing a president <laughs> becomes an actual president of the country. It's really bizarre. And it's hard to know what's up and what's down. Yeah, I was going to mention that, Joe. Uh, I was I was doing a little bit of research this weekend. And it, yeah, he was uh, the president of Ukraine was part of a show where he was playing the part of a president. And just shortly <laughs> after he becomes one. It's like Tropic Thunder um, all over again. But Mike, I'm wondering, you know, I'm, I'm having a hard time making sense of, of the news. And I think most people are, most Americans are, just with the way that the news is trickling out. You know, over the weekend, I, I noticed that there was a lot of fake news coming out. One yes. famous story was uh, Snake Island, where uh, supposedly 13 Ukrainian uh, military personnel uh, fought to the, to the end or didn't want to surrender to the Russians. It turns out that was a lie. Uh, there's also a lot of old videos being uh, circulated that yes. have nothing to do with with the uh, the war right now. Uh, what say you, Mike? Well, it's it's a war for the hearts and minds of the world, and, and particularly Europe and, and the Americas. Uh, and so both sides are going to do whatever they can to manipulate the narrative. Uh, we saw this happen as righteous as they were in the Middle East. Some sides were in the Middle East where they would manipulate videos and show Iraqi soldiers supposedly bayoneting babies, and we know now that didn't happen. Again, that doesn't mean there aren't bad things happening uh, that the Russians are perpetrating. I think we need to be a little bit skeptical of what's going on. And so, Joe, it really brings me to, I think, the reason why we should talk this morning is should how should the U.S. intervene in all of this? Uh, well, you know, we got about three and a half minutes left to, to tackle that big story. Um, you know, I'm not a big f- I used to be when I was a teenager, joined the Marine Corps. I was 17. My mother signed me over because of the first Gulf War. You know, and uh, kill them all and let God sort them out. That was that was sort of the mantra. You know, a very romantic notion of of combat and and noble cause. And you know what? I don't think we're seeing a noble cause in front of us. Oh, I I don't think so either. And and I came from the same school just a bit earlier than you. My first combat deployment was in Grenada uh, when I was a very very young guy, still in my teens. My last one was uh, in Haiti when I went in with the Marines into Haiti. And so I, I've seen that, you know, I always said they told me I was going to guard the coast. They never told me what coast I was going to guard. So <laughs> it's, it's, fine but, print. You got to read the fine print, Mike. <laughs> but the point, the point is, is how does this work in with just war theory? And the first thing is, unless it's declared by Congress as our sovereign, as a nation, it is not a just war. And I think it takes it right off of the table. And, you know, that's within the Constitution that all wars declared by uh, by Congress. And the second thing is, who is the bad guy or are they both bad guys? And if you can't say one is good and one is bad, it doesn't fall within just war theory, in my opinion. I'm sure, Adrian, 
has another perspective. So, you know, one thing that I was thinking about was, uh, and I thought about this over the weekend. I was, uh, I mentioned earlier, I was with the TFP on Friday. We were watching a video on this on the Soviet Union, and it ends with some footage of Vladimir Putin actually praising the Soviet Union, saying it was a tragedy of the fall of the Soviet Union. And so, I mean, people are trying to simplify things as Americans like to do, and we like to say, okay, these guys are the good guys; these are the bad guys, but. I think we have to be aware that, I mean, like you said, there are no good guys in the situation. So what does that mean for us? I mean, that's where the debate lies, I suppose. Well, I think, as I said with Eric Sammons on Friday, my heart lies with the Ukrainian people. I mean, they're sheltering in, in subway tunnels right now. Uh, the ones that are left, almost 500,000 have left to Poland and uh, we're now the refugees that are needing food and water, let alone the empty store shelves uh, for the those left in Ukraine you know, in this situation, especially in the major cities. So let's pray for them. Our hearts should lie with them. But as far as the characters, the actors that are sort of controlling it all, I don't even know who to trust anymore. It's hard to say. The news is hard to be trusted anymore because of your, what you said, fake news. But ultimately, one of the things that gets me, Mike, and we have about a minute left, uh, is, golly gee whiz, did we place this many sanctions on the people who invaded the Congo? No, <laughs> no, we didn't. No, we don't. We don't we care didn't. about what happens to the Congo. We don't care about what happens to Nigerians. We don't care about what happens to those that are, you know, killing themselves to mine the uh, materials to make our solar panels and lithium ion batteries. They're dying because of the defects, because of the of the, the the forced mining that we have over there. And we pay them, you know, peanuts. So why do why do we not care about them? But we we sure do care about what happens in Ukraine. Well, I think this seconds. is all about the expansion of NATO. And we have, a, after 1989, when we said NATO was never going to expand again, we're now in Poland. Uh, we, we basically surrounded Russia. And uh, again, good guys are not what we've done. Anyway, Joe, I hear the, the yeah. music, so we're out of here. God love you, Mike. Uh, <laughs> short conversation, but a great one. We have to have you back. But let's pray for the people of Ukraine. Let's pray for an end to hostilities and violence there. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk about the devotion to the holy face. And the fight against communism continues with Mike Martiev. Don't go anywhere. Be right back. Looking for a Catholic university where the greatest works of Western and Catholic tradition are the foundation for learning, all in an environment that is faithful to the magisterium? Recommended by the Cardinal Newman Society, the University of Dallas offers an exceptional liberal arts education, preserving the wisdom of the past while preparing students for the world-changing futures. Academically excellent, always faithful. Apply today at udallas.edu. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say, the Catholic Church is just out of touch? It's going to have to change if it ever hopes to be relevant in today's world. But G.K. Chesterton says, we do not need a church that will move with the world. We need a church that will move the world. It's not that the church has to change, it's that the world has to change, and it's up to us, as the church, to change the world. That is the call to conversion. We don't convert the world by giving in to it. Chesterton says, the world is converted by the saint that contradicts it most. I guess that explains why in an age that worships money, sex, and power, the most influential woman in the modern world was a tiny little nun taking care of the sick and dying in the streets of Calcutta. Want more than a minute? Visit Chesterton.org. 
Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. And now, more headlines. Reuters reports Russian forces appear to shift to siege warfare in Ukraine, says a U.S. official. Russia, frustrated by early battlefield setbacks in Ukraine, could be shifting its strategy to siege warfare after Russian troops have made limited progress in their invasion due to stiff Ukrainian resistance and planning failures that have left some units without fuel and other supplies. So far, the Russian offensive cannot claim any major victories. Russia has not taken any Ukrainian city, nor does it control Ukraine's airspace, and its troops remained roughly 19 miles from Kiev's city center for the second day, the official said. The Blaze reports Xi Jinping sends a message to Kim Jong-un seeking to promote friendly relations and build a new situation that changes the global pecking order. Xi sent a message to Kim saying that the Chinese government was ready to come to a common understanding with North Korean leadership as the two nations work to build supportive and friendly relations under a new situation. The message came one day after Xi offered his support for Russian President Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine. During the Beijing Winter Olympics, Xi and Putin had an in-person meeting where two leaders agreed to cooperate and potentially advance each other's goals saying in a joint statement that friendship between the two states has no limits. There are no forbidden areas of, co- of cooperation. And Breitbart reports Texas DPS and military warn border personnel of personal retaliation from Mexican Gulf Cartel. The Texas Military Department issued a warning to law enforcement officers and soldiers working along this, alongside the state's border with Mexico. The warnings of possible retaliation from members of the Gulf Cartel follow the arrest in recent days of a key leader. Factions of this cartel in Starr County have already begun shooting across the river at Border Patrol agents and National Guard security posts, the document stated. And the Epic Times reports U.S. consumer spending jumps 2.1% in January, beating predictions. A Bureau of Economic Analysis reports uh, that U.S. consumer spending rose by 2.1% in January despite mounting price pressures, record high inflation, and COVID variants. Consumer spending is being supported by a massive savings and strong wage growth amid a tightening labor market. And those were your headline news this morning. God love you. Praise be to God in all things. Thank you, uh, Rudy, for keeping us up to date. Real quick, before we jump into our conversation, I just want to say we this Lent, the Catholic Drive Time team is going to embark upon a mission to pray, to fast, and to do penance, not only for peace in the world, to include in Ukraine, but also for the conversion of ardent sinners, heretics and blasphemers. You know, these are the kind of uh, sinners that most people just sort of dismiss and then they, you know, they don't, they don't do much for these people. And Our Lady in 1917 at Fatima warned us that so many souls go to hell because no one prays for them. So we thought we'd spend our Lent praying, fasting, and doing penance and praying the Golden Arrow Prayer for the conversion of heretics and blasphemers. And we ask that you would join us by picking a day during Lent to commit to prayer, fasting, and penance. You can choose the penance. Uh, we ask that you follow the Church's guidelines on fasting, and we ask that you pray the Golden Arrow Prayer with us. You can find all the details about what we're doing, and even pick a day, because the calendar is displayed on our website. If you go to grnonline.com forward slash cdt, Kimberly Sunderman just took a day. Praise be to God. Thank you, Kim. Uh, Join us. Take a day. We want to cover every day of the calendar during the holy season of Lent to pray, to fast, and to do penance for ardent sinners. And uh, joining us right now to talk about the Golden Arrow Prayer, its history, and the the devotion to the Holy Face is Mike from Restoring the Faith. Mike from RTF, good morning to you, sir. Thank you for your time. 
Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me on. I'm so excited to talk about the Holy Face. Praise be to God. We're very excited that uh, you're going to share this with us. This is one of those devotions that I think is probably uh, not as well known. I mean, obviously among traditional Catholics or uh, very practicing Catholics for sure, but uh, I think a lot of Catholics probably have never heard of it. So let's start with the history. What is the background to the devotion to the Holy Face? Well, I think you're right that it's not well known, um, and I think hopefully by the end of this interview, I will have been able to prove to your illustrious audience that this is the devotion that we need for our times. Um, but the history of the devotion is actually, um, it, it, it's an outgrowth of the sort of uh, devotions to the wounds of our Lord. Uh, you could say that it sort of began in, even as early as St. Gertrude the Great, wow. uh, who had a who had a strong devotion to the sacred heart of our Lord uh, as, amongst all of his wounds. Um, but this particular devotion really came to its fruition with a with a really not well-known um, nun in Tours, France. And her name was uh, Sister Mary of St. Peter. And she had these intimate encounters with our Lord in which he revealed to her uh, that this devotion was what was needed uh, for our times. And, um, and this particular devotion, uh, you know, it's, it's many devotions in the church, Joe, and you know this, have taken a couple hundred years to get off the ground. You know, after St. Dominic was given the rosary, it took, it took hundreds of years for it to be normalized and, and within all of Christendom. Um, same holds true for the Sacred Heart. Same holds true for the scapular. Um, and just like those other three that I just mentioned, there are promises associated with this particular devotion. Um, and so it, has, it has a very similar structure. And we're, we're about 150 years after the introduction of the Holy Face devotion. So it's, it's, it's time for it to come into its own. You know, a friend of mine, Belinda Mooney, has a huge devotion to this, uh, the Holy Face, and she puts puts together these packets that include uh, these handouts, prayers, and and uh, so much more. It includes, you know, this statement here she puts in here that our Lord, you know, basically told Sister uh, Mary Peter, Sister Mary of Saint Peter, that this was an effort to combat communism as well as the uh, the conversion of ardent sinners. And this was this predated the Russian Revolution by a long shot. I mean, of course, Marxism mm-hmm. was already uh, afoot in Europe, but uh, let's talk about that. I mean, we're seeing we're seeing the the, the the red dragon of China trying to spread its errors across the world for sure, let alone uh, the remnants that of the USSR. Yeah, uh, it's so, so important to our time right now. The, what's so extraordinary about our Lord's use of the word communism in his in his visions to Mary of St. Peter is she would not have known that word. Uh, she was a contemporary of Karl Marx. Karl Marx is writing the Communist Manifesto uh, in Germany. And meanwhile, uh, next door in France in Tours, this cloistered nun had no contact with the outside world, would not have known that word. Our Lord delivered that word to her, and that word comes down to us through this devotion. He says specifically that this is the devotion to oppose communism uh, and revolutionaries and Freemasons. And, um, you know, y- you wouldn't think, Joe, that, okay, a, a devotion that is all about reparation for blasphemy and profanation of the, of the holy days, um, and particularly the third commandment, that that is the tool, that the face of our Lord Jesus Christ would be the tool to defeat communism. But when you start to understand, you know, kind of how like the economy of grace, let's just a quick example. A lot of people say, you know, 
we got the first amendment of the constitution. And then if, if you don't have the first amendment, then you got the second amendment to back it up and that the amendments are in, uh, you know, sort of a logical order. Well, you know, a lot, what a lot of people don't understand, and, and I'm going to say something that's really controversial here. So this, so forgive me. Blasphemy is worse than abortion. Blasphemy is a bigger sin than abortion. And a lot of Catholics are like, Oh, I'm pro-life. So I'm a great Catholic. Well, that's fine that you may be pro-life and you're a great Catholic, but the first three commandments are all about God. And then the commandments thereafter are about how we treat man. And so when you, when you think about blasphemy is a sin directly against God, profanation of the, of the holy day is directly against God. If you kill a baby, you're, you're killing a, a human being and that, and, and, and there's sin involved there and it involves God. Yes, for sure. But what our, what our ancients understood, what our betters understood in the faith, is that blasphemy and and um, profanation of the holy days are directly uh, offensive against Almighty God, and therefore they're they're in, in magnitude worse uh, than just how we treat each other. And so, why is this related to communism? Well, communism tries to eliminate God from society. It's a direct attack on God. Communism is a setting aside of God. It's it's to, it's to try to create a paradise on earth, utopian on earth. And um, and so this is this this chaplet, uh, the chaplet of divine mercy, the devotions, uh, the novenas. This is this is an incredibly masculine and militant devotion. Uh, this is a, this is a way to take the fight to the enemy. This is a way to directly defeat communism. I'm so glad you brought up communism, Joe, because what we need more now than ever, as as, as the specter of communism spreads, and and by the way, I would argue in many ways the United States is complicit in spreading communism. Uh, we have to, we have to have this devotion, and it is, it is the devotion for our time, and I believe it's the final devotion that our Lord's going to give us. We're down to about just about a minute before we go to a break. We're talking with Mike from RTF, restoring the faith about the devotions to the Holy Face and this incredible, um, you know, it's one of the things that I re- recall from several other, you know, messages or, or apparitions. Bernadette receiving, uh, you know, the the word con, uh, the immaculate conception before she even knew what that meant, right? Or Mother Mariana talking about uh, she received uh, the, the the Freemasons would would really attack the church, but a hundred years before the Freemasons were even really a thing. So I mean, it's kind of a a trend in these apparitions that we're seeing the Lord and Our Lady and also laying the work, the foundation for the tools we need to fight against these errors in society. And this particular one in 1847 with Sister Mary of St. Peter being given this, this incredible and strong devotion. So I, I, want, I don't want to ask another question because we're going to grab a break here. But what I want to do, Mike, is on the other side of this break, I want to get into some of the promises specific to the devotion and then maybe talk about how does one, how do, what are the prayers? How, what is the structure? How does one do this? And possibly maybe even challenge our audience to uh, pray this devotion during the holy season of Lent. So all of that with Mike from RTF. On the other side, this very quick break. Do us a favor, though, and pick a day on the calendar during Lent and join the Catholic Drive Time team in praying, fasting, and doing penance and the Golden Arrow Prayer, which we're going to talk about on the other side of this break. Go to grnonline.com forward slash cdt. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Howdy. This is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time, 
Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. This is a Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. For some couples, praying together is very natural, but for others, prayer may feel awkward or forced. The truth is, there is real power in spouses praying together. So how can couples pray together more? You can begin by blessing each other and your children in the morning, or engage in communal prayer together like the rosary or the mass. You can also ask your spouse, how can you pray for them? Intercede for them and their needs throughout your day as you are driving or cleaning. When parents need guidance in making decisions for the family, this is when the two of you should come before the Lord in faith and ask for help. And when you fall or make poor choices, you should also repent together and ask the Lord for His forgiveness and mercy. Growing in your prayer life is an essential way to develop and deepen your relationship, but also a way for you to support your spouse and love them more profoundly. A threefold cord is not easily broken. To hear more, visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired, I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Mike from RTF, Restoring the Faith, is our guest. We're talking about something he's passionate about, and that is the devotion to the Holy Face. Welcome back to the show, Mike. Thank you for your time. Thanks so much for having me. You know, tomorrow is Shrove Tuesday. It is the, uh, it's, it's Fat Tuesday. It's the day before uh, Lent begins. And in many parts of the Catholic world, tomorrow is the Feast of the Holy Face. So I'm yeah. so glad to be talking about it with you. Amen. Let's talk about the Golden Arrow Prayer. This was also a part of the message our Lord sent to Sister Mary of St. Peter. Tell me about this prayer. Well, it, you know, the prayer is it's very short, and it's, it's basically, you know, it's a prayer of reparation. And, you know, the, the heart of the prayer is that, the, that the, uh, the holy face of our Lord will be adored and glorified by all creatures, heaven, hell, uh, on earth. And, um, and, 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 it, and it also mentions the sacred heart of Jesus. And I think that there's, there's, there's an intric- intricate connection between the holy face devotion and the sacred heart both sort of grew out of, as we said before the break, um, uh, uh, St. Uh, Gertrude the Great, uh, St. Uh, Mechtildi uh, was involved as well. Um, as these promises have come down to us over time, some of the promises were given to St. Mechtildi and then picked up by, uh, by uh, Mother uh, uh, Mary of St. Peter as well. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's, as, as so many other of the devotions, there are nine of these particular promises associated with people and who, who, are, uh, who favor the Holy Face and who honor uh, the Holy Face. So let's talk about those, those promises. What were the promises? Uh, th- these are pretty, these are pretty, um, I would say, you know, we, oh, we overuse the word awesome, Joe. Everything's awesome in our culture. It's awesome. But these <laughs> truly are awesome. These are awe-inspiring. Uh, these are full of awe. I mean, the first the first promise is that your your face is going to have a, a an irradiation. This harkens back to like Moses after uh, after he received the tablets, his his face was glowing. He had to wear a veil over his face. You couldn't even look at it. Um, it's uh, Saint Mctilde says that not one of them shall be separated from me. Uh, Sister Mary de Saint Pierre, she says that the imprint of the divine likeness uh, will be imprinted on our souls our countenance will be replaced. One of the most incredible things is when we die and we receive our particular judgment, 
when God the Father looks upon our face, what our Lord is promising us is that our face, our human face, which is disfigured by sin, and we see this in a natural way as well. You know, people who live a life of sin, you can just see it in their face. That's much more true when we get to our particular judgment. Our face, our soul is disfigured by sin. He says, I will remove your face. And Christ Jesus will take his face and implant that on our face so that when God the Father gazes upon our face at our particular judgment, what he sees looking back at him is his the most adorable face of our Lord Jesus Christ, the most pleasing face. Um, and, and uh, well, I think that's going to bode well for our particular judgment. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it says, it's, you know, it essentially says that, um, um, that, that people who keep this devotion and who spread this devotion will uh will be impervious to the disfigurement of sin and that in the end they will be able to have the final uh the final beatitude the final uh, uh, um, salvation um I'll, I'll read you the ninth promise our lord has promised me said saint uh sister saint pierre for all those who defend his cause in this work of reparation by words by prayers or in writing that he will defend them before his father at their death. He will purify their souls by effacing all the blots of sin and will restore to them their primitive beauty. Um, so, you know, it, there, there's a lot, there's a lot of upside to this, not a lot of downside. Um, and this, this relates to another thing that we really need to do in our culture, which is to take up space, you know, especially in the United States. Uh, we don't, we don't really have a lot of Catholic imagery out in the public square. Some people are getting into it, Joe. They're putting our Lord's face, his holy face, on billboards. Um, you see it in Phoenix, uh, in Connecticut, in New Hampshire, uh, in, in Washington State. Uh, I think it's a great movement to put our Lord's image, to displace evil images, and to just place his image out there. I agree, Mike. You know, this is a, a wonderful devotion. Um, I, I've just started, well, I started a week ago, really, of doing this this novena to the holy face. And one of the things that's really struck me is that um, on the sixth day, there was a quote that says, I have longed for the luxurious delights of an easy and pleasure, pleasure, pleasant life, not remembering that I am the subject of a, crowned, uh, a king crowned with thorns. Uh, could you speak a little bit about the novena and, uh, and uh, what, um, what should we look for in, in this, this holy face of our, our blessed Lord here? Yes, the, the, the novena um, traditionally would have been started. Yes, it, it would be it would be ending today. So today is it would be the ninth day. And you're right, the sixth day uh, is, was was pretty powerful. Uh, you can say the novena anytime. And and for the for the listeners who are, are kicking themselves right now and saying, "Oh, I wish I had known about this," say the entire novena today in advance of tomorrow, Shrove Tuesday, which is the feast of the Holy Face. Uh, and this feast comes down to us from Pope Leo uh, the thirteenth, and 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 was endorsed by subsequent popes as well. Um, but this is a way of meditating upon um, meditating upon our our Lord's life by looking at His face. You look at His face as an adorable infant, as Our Lady would have seen His face, as Saint Joseph would have seen His face. You look at His face uh, as He is teaching, uh, you know, uh, as at the age of twelve in the temple. You look at his face as he is being condemned by Pilate, uh, you know, in the first instance of democracy uh, in the scriptures, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. You look at his face on the on, um, you know, on on the cross as he gazes down at his mother and you see his face through the eyes of his mother uh, who's there with him. 
and through the eyes of uh, John, uh, who's you know the, to whom uh, our Lord gives uh, authority. And uh, you know, it's you look at our Lord's face even in this novena through the eyes of of Saint Peter, who had denied him, who then uh, who then repented and and saw the face of our Lord as the cock crow the third time. The, uh, it's it's an it's an incredible um, meditation during these nine days to look to just gaze at the face of our Lord during all of these instances in His life, and that's what the, the novena is all about. You know, I there's one thing that was that kept me from uh, doing this devotion, and that was the fact that I already have a lot of devotions in my own personal life, and you know, I'm always yeah. hearing about you know we don't have a prolific. Plurif- uh, amount of devotions, you should have a few devotions you're faithful to, and you stick with those, and I pray four rosaries a day is one of my devotions that I have, and adding a chaplet of the Holy Face, and I also have a devotion to the Holy Name, and uh, so I was like, you know, maybe I shouldn't do this, but you're trying to, you're starting to convince me, so uh, tell me, why should someone who already has other devotions add this on, or even maybe replace the devotion they have? Well... I don't necessarily want this to supplant any other pious devotion uh, in anyone's life uh, per se, but it is very important. And I think to the extent people have room for a new devotion or who are looking for a devotion, if you're, if you're a soul who says, you know, I really don't have a lot of devotions. I'm looking for the one thing that I need, you know, to combat communism that's relevant today that our Lord gave us, that's endorsed by the church. um, That, that is, that is, that is martial that is military, militant in its, uh, that is masculine and manly, I would say this is a really good one to look into for sure. I, I wouldn't set aside the Holy Rosary. I wouldn't set aside, you know, sacred heart devotion. I wouldn't say that this replaces anything like that. Um, and you're right. You, you know, you can only, there's only, you only do so many devotions unless you're in a contemplative life or, uh, or, or something. But, but what I do think that this is the devotion for the end times. And, and I, I know it sounds a little kooky, but um, but we, if modernism is the, is the synthesis of all heresies and communism is the political uh, expression of modernism and it's the final conclusion of it, then, then this was given to us to defeat, the, you know, really the, the, Satan's last attempt to destroy humanity, which is communism. And you can't even look at the news today, Ukraine, uh, Russia, China, Taiwan, and not think to yourself, okay, we, got, we still got a problem with communism. And it's very relevant today. It might even lead to World War III. Um, so I, you know, here's here. I'll, I'll give you one last pitch. I think a lot of faithful Catholics doubt, uh, and maybe rightly so, whether or not Russia was truly consecrated, like Our Lady of Fatima told us to do. And if you're one of those Catholics who doubts that Russia was con- was consecrated. Um, and, and, and again, I, I, I probably would be with you in that. I mean, why is communism still spreading today if, if it was properly consecrated? This is what we can do as faithful, because only the sovereign pontiff can consecrate Russia, and he's supposed to do so in communion with all the bishops in the world. So what, you and I can't do that, Adrian. You and I, Joe, can't do that. But we, what you and I can do is we can do this devotion of reparation for blasphemies, for profanations of the third commandment, this is our way as the lay faithful to beat back communism. Amen. We just have a couple of minutes left. Well said, Mike, uh, from RTF. You know, I've, I've said it many times. We often discuss 
debate, dialogue on big issues. You know, we talk about scandals inside the church and outside the church, and yet it is above our pay grade to consecrate Russia. There is literally nothing we can do. We could ask, but beyond that, that's it. But this, I love this because it is tangible, it is action-oriented, and we can do this in our homes and our families and beyond. Praise be to God. Uh, so uh, I want to encourage everyone to pray that novena. If you haven't uh, prayed the whole thing today in, in, in preparation for tomorrow's Shrove Tuesday of the Feast of the Holy Face. Last question. We've got about a minute left. Uh, I want you to maybe bri- briefly touch upon the aspect of converting blasphemers and heretics, ardent sinners to this prayer, too. you got about a minute. Yes. Okay. Well, the first thing everyone needs to do in this, in this final minute Go to martinians.org because uh, that's Father Carney's order, and he's he's an apostle of the Holy Face. If you go to martinians.org, you can pick up what I'm holding in my hand, which is a leather-bound uh, arch confraternity of the Holy Face. It's the Manual of the Holy Face. This is the official manual that uh, that Saint Teresa of Lisieux is pictured holding. She yeah. has a picture just like this, holding this manual. Yeah, martinians.org. And, um, and, well, and everything I'm sorry, that you need to know is contained. I'm sorry, Mike. We're out of time, but we'll, we'll give us the website one more time. Martinians.org. Martinians.org. We'll put a link to it in the chat. Mike from RTF, thank you for your time today. God love you and God bless you. St. Therese of Lisieux took her name uh, of the Holy Face because of joining the Arch Confraternity there. So praise be to God. That's going to do it for hour number one. Thank you all for joining us. We appreciate the conversation we had. But if you can and are able to, hang out with us in the next hour. You can always watch us live. We have our game show, new prizes at stake, plus an after show and much more. Go to grnonline.com forward slash cdt. God love you. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. Your Odyssey begins at the University of Dallas, the premier Catholic liberal arts university in Texas. With campuses in Irving and Italy, UD's rigorous core curriculum sets it apart. An education rooted in the great works of Catholic and Western tradition. An education that ennobles and enables students in their pursuit of wisdom, truth, and virtue. Undergraduate, graduate, and certificate programs available. Start your college odyssey at the University of Dallas today. Go to udallas.edu to learn more. If you had the chance to sit down for 10 minutes with the world's greatest teacher, would you take it? One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. If you said yes, you're in luck. Go take out your Bible and you can spend 10 minutes or even more with the Spirit of the Living God. Who is a better teacher or greater expert than the Holy Spirit? In his rule, St. Benedict sends us to the Bible every day and it's free. 2 Timothy tells us all scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for refutation, for correction, 
and for training in righteousness. If we truly believe that the Bible is God's inspired word, what holds us back from turning to it each day? For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com, O-N-E, MinuteMonk.com. If we truly believe that the Bible is God's inspired word, what holds us back from turning to it each day? Hey, Donnie, who were the first two people God created? Adam and Eve. There you go. And what did we inherit from them? Original sin. As parents, we're the primary educators of our Catholic faith to our children. And if you don't know your Catholic faith as well as you should, that's okay. Just tune in daily to the Guadalupe Radio Network by logging online to grnonline.com. The Guadalupe Radio Network. Listen, learn, love, and pass it on. Welcome to your Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God, we ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious, it's fun, it's your Catholic Drive Time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you, praise be to God. Good morning. You have survived the weekend. You get to get back to work or school or your to-do list. I mean, whatever you're working on today, we're going to be praying about your needs here in just a moment. Praise be to God. But it's going to be a great week. We're looking forward to it. We just wrapped up two great conversations in the last hour with uh, with the mics. Um, <laughs> we had two mics on in the same show. Imagine that. Tomorrow on the program, we're going to have uh, Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller. You might recall he was the only person to be court-martialed in relation to the Afghan withdrawal. He was the only U.S. service person to, to face any repercussions whatsoever as a result to that withdrawal from Afghanistan. It's because he, he criticized his commanding officers, and he paid dearly for it. We're going to have him on the program to catch up with him about that story and the fact that uh, he, his bank account or his PayPal account has been frozen like wide, no explanation. So we're going to catch up with Stuart Scheller tomorrow in the first hour if you can join us. But uh, we talked about the devotion to the Holy Face last hour. Tomorrow is Shrove Tuesday, and it's the Feast of the Holy Face. And what an opportunity. If you've never heard of this, we want to encourage you to catch the podcast if you didn't listen to the last hour today on our website, grnonline.com forward slash cdt, and listen to that conversation with Mike from RTF about the devotion to the Holy Face. In this hour, we're going to have a great hour for you. Praise be to God. We have good news. We have Saint of the Day, Gospel of the Day, plus we're going to play our game, Fear and Trembling, at 15 past the hour. Praise be to God, and new prizes are at stake. You could win. It's going to be a great week. It's going to be Ash Wednesday, you know, so get ready for, for Lent. But on Friday, in spite of it all, we're giving out prizes, so stick around for that. And then, of course, we'll have an after show on our live video feed, which is linked up on our website, but it's like, let's see, two places on Facebook. We're on YouTube. We're on Odyssey. We're on Rumble. We're on LinkedIn. I mean, I cross-post a bunch of places, so praise be to God, there's lots of ways for you to watch us live, to include right on our website at grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Good morning to you, Rudy Carlos. Good morning, Joe. Praise be to God. Are you ready for prayer, fasting, and penance? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I am. 
<laughs> Praise be to God. I, uh, I, I've been enjoying this novena to the Holy Face, as I mentioned uh, in the, the last hour. It's, it's an incredible devotion, and I'm glad Mike mentioned just go and read the whole thing, all yeah. of it today. Yeah, do right it. Right before Ash Wednesday. Do so, it. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's um, fantastic. Really good. Praise be to God. But are you signed up for, uh, for prayer, fasting, and penance for, for our team to pray and to try to convert ardent blasphemers and heretics? Oh, yeah. Which day are you? Which day Which should I day? put you down for? Put me down for whatever day. You got I, it. I'm going to do it because we need it. We need it. I want to say thank you to uh, Paul and Mary for also taking days. I just got some emails from them. Praise be to God. So there are some available days on our website. You can find the calendar. Look for the CDT Lenten 2022 campaign uh, link at the top of the page. Just go to grnonline.com forward slash C. DT. Speaking of fasting, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you, Adrian. Howdy, howdy. Praise be to God. It's good to be here. Or was it penance that I was referring to? Uh, I forget. <laughs> all <laughs> the above. All the above. <laughs> what day are you taking? You know, I'm waiting until Ash Wednesday to see what's left over. Got it. And I'm willing to take whatever days are left over. Strategic. Because uh, my plan is for the entire season of Lent, I'm going to do the uh, church fasting uh, I'm going to fast until one, one, 1 p.m. every day during Lent. Wow. So I will offer up that intention. If uh, For every day that we need to fill, I'll, I can uh, offer up my uh, fasting for that intention. Melanie just there took a day. Praise be to God. Thank you, Melanie. I'm very grateful to you. Praise be to God. You well, know what they say, right, Joe? What are they, I don't Where know. two what or three are gathered in my name. I see. There I will be with them. We need to get they on the program. They. There's a lot that they say. We should ask they directly. From the shadows. What they, they. say. We should book book they for April 1st. How about I'll that? I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Praise be to God. We have so much to get into. We also covered the latest information on what we know about Russia-Ukraine conflict. We are, of course, praying also for peace in the world to include that conflict in our campaign this Lent. So do again, please join us by going to the website, picking a day, and signing up. All of the instructions are there. Go to grnonline.com forward slash cdt. Let's pray for your intentions, dear listener, for an end to the conflict in Ukraine today. They are having peace talks this morning, so let's pray that that's fruitful. And then we're going to jump into our show. So much to cover and get started with. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Now your good news with Rudy Carlos. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. And now your good news story of the day. Epic Times reports Maryland police officer sees student about to be hit by a car at a crosswalk. So she gets hit to save her life. A Maryland police officer is being credited with saving a middle school student from being hit by a car. Corporal Annette Goodyear of the Northeast Police Department was directing traffic at a crosswalk when, uh, when the Northeast Middle School student entered into the intersection. The officer then realized that an approaching car was not going to be able to stop in time and reacted quickly by pushing the student out of the way. The officer herself was struck by the car. The incident was caught on camera. After the officer was struck, the student and the driver were seen attending to her.
The driver of the car was cited for several traffic violations, including negligent driving, the Cecil County Sheriff's Office said. Cecil County Executive Danielle Hornberger shared the video on her Facebook page. Hornberger said that she has spoken with the town's mayor and they are working on commendations for Goodyear. Corporal John Faulkner of the Northeast Police Department said Goodyear was taken to the hospital with minor injuries and was later released. After the incident, Goodyear was honored by Maryland's government, Governor Larry Hogan, who presented her with a citation for her selfless act, posting a photo of the presentation on Facebook along with the caption, Thank you, Corporal Goodyear. Northeast PD and Cecil County residents are lucky to have you in our community protecting and serving. And that's really good news. God love you. The saint of the day is yet again another great Dominican saint. Blessed Viliana. Blessed Viliana was born in 1332. When she was 13, she ran away from home to enter a convent. But her attempts were unsuccessful and she was forced to return. To prevent any repetitions of her flight, her father shortly afterwards gave her in marriage to Rosso de Pioro. After her marriage, she appeared completely changed. She gave herself up to pleasure and dissipation and lived a holy idol in worldly life. One day, as she was about to start for an entertainment, clad in a gorgeous dress adorned with pearls and precious stones, she looked at herself in the mirror. To her dismay, the reflection that met her eyes was that of a hideous demon. A second and a third mirror showed the same ugly form. Thoroughly alarmed and recognizing in the reflection the image of herself, sin-stained soul, she tore off her fine attire and clad in the simplest clothes she could find. She betook herself weeping to the Dominican fathers at Santa Maria Novella to make a full confession to ask absolution and help. This proved to be the turning point in her life, and she never again fell away. And before long, Viliana was admitted to the Third Order of St. Dominic. And after this, she advanced rapidly in the spiritual life, fulfilling all her duties as a married woman. She spent all her available time in prayer and in reading. So completely did she give herself up to God that she was often wrapped in ecstasy. She had visions of Our Lady and the other saints, and she was also endowed with the gift of prophecy. As she lay in her deathbed, she asked that the passion should be read to her, and at the words, he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. She crossed her hands on her breast and passed away. She, would, she was honored as a saint from the day of her death, and Blessed Viliana's cultus was confirmed in 1824. Blessed Viliana, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Mark chapter 10. Verses 17 through 27. As Jesus was setting out on a journey, a man ran up, knelt down before him, and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus answered him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments, you shall not kill, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not defraud, honor your father and your mother. He replied and said to him, Teacher, all of these I have observed from my youth. Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, You are lacking in one thing. Go, sell what you have, give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then... Come, follow me. At that statement, his face fell, and he went away sad, for he had many possessions. 
Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his words. So Jesus again said to them in reply, Children, how hard, is it, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. They were exceedingly astonished and said among themselves, Then who can be saved? And Jesus looked at them and said, For men it is impossible, but not for God. All things are possible for God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, the Venerable Bede said, but there is a great difference between having riches and loving them. Close quote, Venerable Bede, pray for us. Hadock said this real quick, uh, quoting St. Chrysostom, it is worthy of inquiry how that could happen, which the evangelist here mentions, how Jesus could love this young man when, as it is here related, he did not follow the admonitions given him by Jesus Christ. The reason is Christ loved him for his past behavior and his strict observance of the old law. There is a lot to say here. I wonder what Cornelius Elapide has to say. Adrian, what did you find? Yes, a number of things to be said here. Well, one thing is the fact that there's some awesome connections Divine Providence has set up today because, one, we talked about the Holy Face, and two, Blessed Viliana, we talked about the riches and what happens to Blessed Viliana. When she got married, she married a wealthy man, and she started dressing in this wealthy manner. And so whenever she sees herself in the mirror, our Lord granted her a grace to see herself and uh, and see the demon that was surrounding her and saw the eyes of a demon, see what she her soul looked like, and that is a striking uh, ammunition to us uh, whenever we try to uh, adorn ourselves without looking at uh, the true nature of what we are like, what our soul, the state of our soul is in. And just like Joe said a second ago, it's not the fact that money is evil, it's the love of money that is evil. And so this is what our Lord is challenging in us uh, in regards to. Cornelius Alapide, and this is the connection to the Holy Face, Cornelius Alapide, in the, the responding to verse 21, re- responding to the point where our Lord is now talking to the young man. He says, And Jesus, regarding him with a benignant and pleasant countenance, loved him, showing him marks of his love, taking his hand and smiling upon him, embracing and kissing him. One thing is wanting unto thee, namely, for the perfection of a holy and evangelical life. Follow me, take thy cross, and come after me. Now, what is it that connection here to the holy face? The holy face, the, the, our Lord smiling upon you. I think about this. We look upon the face of our Lord, about the holy face of our Lord, and recognize that our Lord is trying to call you out of your stupor call you out of our malaise. And this is perfect reading getting ready for the holy season of Lent coming on Wednesday because this is a time when our Lord is calling us, calling you and calling I to cast down all of our plights, to cast down the things that are tying us down, that are keeping us attached to our sin and throw them down. Get rid of them. Give away it all, almsgiving, do what we have, what our Lord is calling us to and take up thy cross and come after me. And our Lord smiling, looking upon our face 
and desiring that for us. It's just amazing how God has set up this divine providence that all these three things has have come together in this uh, in this manner. But yes, let's think about that today. Let's prepare for Holy Lent. It is only a couple days away. So if you forgot to prepare, now is the time. Do not procrastinate any further uh, to think about what we're going to do starting this Ash Wednesday. Amen. Amen. Praise be to God. Ignatius Catholic Commentary said, Only by cooperating with God and His grace can we fulfill the righteous requirements of His law. By ourselves we can do nothing, but with the Lord's help all things are possible. Praise be to God. It is time to play our game show, Fear and Trembling, a Catholic trivia game where prizes are involved and you don't need to know the answers to win. If you've never played, let me encourage you to pick up the phone and make that phone call and be our contestant right now at 877-757-9424. That's 877-757-9424. Phone number is 877-757-9424. If it's been a month or so since you played, you can call back. 877-757-9424 is that phone number. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Fear and Trembling is up next. Are there any basic rules for doing apologetics? 1 Peter 3.15 says, Always be prepared to make a defense. Always be prepared, Scripture tells us. How can we always be prepared to make a defense of our faith? Rule number one, pray. Pray to the Holy Spirit that He give you the courage to share your faith and the wisdom to choose your words carefully and profitably. Rule number two, you don't have to know everything right now. Learn a little bit more about your faith each and every day. Read scripture, read the catechism, listen to apologetics tapes, listen to Catholic radio. Learn a little bit at a time. Rule number three, Luke 5 verse 10. Do not be afraid, henceforth you will be catching men. Jesus said this to Peter, but he's also saying it to us. Will you make mistakes and get into tight spots when you start sharing your faith with others? Yes, of course you will. But Peter made mistakes and he got into tight spots. Yet Jesus told Peter not to be afraid. Why? Because if we are sincere in our desire to share the truth with others, to share Jesus Christ with others, then Jesus will find a way to make good come from even our mistakes. Rule number four, always view a question about your faith or even an attack on your faith as an opportunity, an opportunity to share the truth. Rule number five, don't get frustrated. Catholics often get frustrated by what I call the doctrinal dance. You get asked about purgatory, Mary, the Pope, the sacraments, all in rapid fire succession. Before you can answer one question, you're asked another, then another. Just keep bringing the discussion back to one topic until you've said all you want to say, then move on. Rule number six, never be afraid to say, I don't know, when asked a question about your faith. Don't try to wing it. However, always follow I don't know with, but I will find out and get back to you, and make sure you do. A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. (laughs) The Catholic Trivia Game Show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time and Fear and Trembling. The Catholic Trivia Game Show 
where we have secrets and agendas, but we can't share them with you because what we need most is a phone call just when we thought we had the phones worked out. Just when we fixed them, we thought we were there, and then poof, they, they don't work again. So if you just tried calling in mea culpa, mea culpa, mea maxima culpa, we rebooted twice. Praise be to God. Please call in now. We'll, we'll take your call now at 877-757-9424. That phone number is 877-757-9424. If you just tried to call, please do try to call back at 877-757-9424. So first-time callers get precedent, but if you, it's been at least a month or so since you played, call us back. We'd love to play again. 877-757-9424. That's 877-757. 757-9424 is the phone number. And uh, let me just tell you, there are some things we like to do on the down low, but you got to promise me not to share this information with anybody. You really, you, you have to keep it, you know, just between us. Number one, we like to teach the faith. So we look for teachable moments in the questions where you might learn something you did not know before. Praise be to God. Number two, we like to have a laugh and fun, and our callers tend to be amazing. They're, they're good sports. They laugh with us, and we appreciate that quite a bit. And then, of course, number three, we give out prizes, which means it's a winner for everybody involved. But if you're new here, here's the deal. I have three Catholic trivia questions. I do not ask our callers these questions, so they don't need to know the answers, and they could still win, because instead of asking them, I will ask Rudy and Adrian, one of which will be correct, and the other will be incorrect. The caller will then have 15 seconds on the clock to make a decision. Whom do they trust more, Rudy or Adrian? And then every correct answer goes into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize. Rudy, what could they win? Praise God. Our game show sponsor this week is Simplicity and Productivity Company. This is uh, one of my friends uh, who's really awesome. She's a fellow Catholic, and she's generously sponsoring our show with a beautiful and effective planner. And Joe, did you know that writing mm -hmm. things down is mm -hmm. scientifically proven, and it's a way to to offload your brain and gain peace and focus while keeping track and is holding yourself true? accountable? Is it's that so true? true. Yeah. Okay. Well, the Life of Purpose you. Planner is designed for more than just keeping a schedule. It facilitates a way of life. Best of all, the creator is a fellow Catholic, as I mentioned. Please check out her shop at simplicityandproductivity.com and support her store. You can also follow her on Instagram at lifeofpurposeplanner. Uh, actually, that's Instagram, so at lifeofpurposeplanner. Thank oh, you. All right. Praise be to God. Well, good news, bad news, Rudy. Uh, let's get the bad news here. Bad news first, huh? You love bad news first? Well, the the good news is uh, we've rebooted the system, phone system, yet again. You know, Joe, I think we ought to get a priest in here and bless <laughs> that, that console over there. Because that thing does a, not want to work with us. Is it a, I mean, we... Maybe we can get a traditional priest because they, they have exorcism <laughs> prayers exorcism. that are included. But I don't know that they have made it into the new uh, you know book of blessings. Did you know there's an there's an exorcism prayer for well it's it's for a blessing of uh -huh. a car. Yeah, now you can use it for a car, yeah. but technically, uh -huh. technically speaking, yeah, it's for a wagon. <laughs> so, like a, like so, a horse wagon? Yeah. That's fascinating. <laughs> like a buggy. All right. Praise be to God. I think we do finally have a caller on the line after rebooting the phone system three or four times now. Hey, our apologies. I mean, we, we rebuilt the system. We rebuilt our network. We did a bunch of stuff, and the caller's gone. <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't know, Adrian. I think we're going to run out of time if we keep going that way. So I think what we'll do, here's what I think what we'll do. 
All right. Uh, because our phone systems are obviously not working out today, uh, if we get a phone call on like just like right now, we do have one on. Let's see if it's if it lasts. Uh, then we will, of course, play the game. But otherwise, we may have to do the questions for one of the live stream viewers as well. Good morning to you. Thanks for being on our program. Uh, tell us wh wh who you are and where you're calling from. Mirna, I'm, and I'm calling from Arlington. Mir Mirna from Arlington. Well, God. Thanks thank for joining you us. for your perseverance and endurance through our terrible phone system and all of our troubles. Go uh, have you listened to the game before, Mirna? Do you understand how the rules work? Yes, I have called in before a few times, two times at least, I have got in. Praise be to God. Oh, so Arlington, that's in between Dallas and Fort Worth, kind of crunched in the middle there. But you do have a baseball team, so praise God for that. Uh, and I, yes. I think the Cowboys aren't far off from you either. No, they are very close. Well, there you go. We'll be praying for you then, Mirna. Uh, okay, so you ready to play the game? Did you play with Rudy last time you were here? No, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't with Rudy. It well, was with the girls. Ah, okay. The well, then let me give you a, a, just a friendly tip because you and I are on the same team. He's very tricky. <laughs> He's just super tricky. So you got to be careful. All right, here we go. We're going to jump in. We're going to play. We're going to get started. We're going to start with Rudy, as is our tradition, our custom, our patrimony. Good morning to you, Rudy. Hey, good morning, Joe. Hey, are you ready? I'm ready. Are you sure? After all we've been through, I'm ready. Are you sure? I hope we don't have to go through it again. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Rudy, can you tell me? What of course. What is the term for the words used in the sacrament of penance by a priest while making the sign of the cross by which sins are forgiven. What does he say? Oh, you mean the term. Uh, the term used for what he says, it's it's called theosis. It's a theological theosis. term for be cleansed. Mm, theosis, you say? Yes. Okay. Uh, hey, Adrian. Hey, Joe. I need to turn my mic on. <laughs> hey, Joe. Good morning. <laughs> Glad you're here. Can you tell me, uh, what is the term for the words used in the sacrament of penance by a priest? Of course I can. While making the sign of the cross by which yes. sins are forgiven. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. So the priest looks to his left. Yeah. And then he looks to his right. Uh-huh. And what does he do? I don't know. He says the words of absolution. That sounds made up. So, there you go. So your answer is absolution. My answer is absolution. Okay. Hey, Mirna, Adrian says it's absolution, but Rudy says it's theosis. What say you? 15 seconds on the clock. I think it's Adrian. Well said, I'd say. Of course. I mean, you don't want to actually be confident in saying Adrian's correct. You no, want to say was it great. in a way that where was you, great. you know, you just like, oh, I think possibly could be maybe Adrian Fonseca's right. Good stuff right there. <laughs> You're in the cup, Marina. Congratulations. All right. Let's see. If we're gonna, you, we have you. a clock problem today, too, now that the phone's broke three times. Let's go <laughs> Let's go to Adrian for this next one. That's a dangerous idea. I think this is an easy one, but I, uh, it could be odd, tricky. Let's just see. Adrian, can you tell me? No. Well, there you go. Uh, hey, Rudy. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. We're going to force Adrian. Okay. To okay. Fine. I'll answer the question. Adrian. Okay. What country is St. James the patron of? Yes. Yes, St. James is, is one of the is a patron of one of my favorite countries. Mm -hmm. That would be Wakanda. <laughs> Wakanda. Sorry. Um, morning allergies. I took my vacation. <clears throat> Wakanda, you say? Hmm. 
Let's see if we can get another opinion. Hey, Rudy, can you tell me what country is St. James the patron of? See, si, Joe, he's the saint of España. How's it go? España. España? España. Okay. Yes. Mirna, Rudy says it's Spain or España. And Adrian says Wakanda. 15 seconds on the clock. Who's right? Who is wrong? Mirna, what say you? Uh, okay, I don't. Um, I, that's a difficult one. Go with Spain. Survey says, <laughs> "Let's go." <laughs> <laughs> Wakanda. That's like a Marvel Universe made-up thing. Yeah, it's not a real country. He's totally trying to fool you, Myrna. But uh, you yes, were smart. I... You didn't bite on that one. Praise God. Let's see if we can't get you in there for a perfect score today. Uh, easiest question of all, right here. This is the hardest question we've ever had. Totally the easiest question Easily of all the, the hard hardest questions. question we've ever had. <laughs> Back to Rudy. Rudy, can you tell me? Yes, sir. Is St. Paul the author of any of the epistles? Of course. Yes, he is. Pretty straightforward, I'd Especially say. Especially his letters, yep. Hey, Adrian. Hey, Joe. Can you tell me? No. Okay. Okay, fine. Is St. Paul the author of any of the epistles? Any of the epistles. Any of them. Like any of them. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely not. Has to be at least one sentence of no, his authorship. Nope. Mm -mm. It's uh, it was attributed to Paul, but Paul didn't actually write anything. So it was like Apollo, or he didn't know how to. It was write. a lot of different people. It was a lot of different people. Mm -hmm. It was the community of Paul. A lot of mostly the Stoic community of Paul. Various communities. <laughs> Various communities. All right, Mirna, here's the deal. Was Saint Paul the author of any of the epistles in the New Testament? Adrian says no, and Rudy says yes. Fifteen seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Mirna, what say you? Rudy, he's actually wrote several of those. <laughs> Praise God. So wise. Praise be to God. The hardest question. Hardest question we've ever had, I think. Well, you've got a perfect score today, Mirna. God love you for your patient endurance of our our difficulties and technical problems. We appreciated having you on. We're gonna put you on hold, but have a great day, Mirna. God love you guys. Thanks for joining us for the radio side. Join us in the after show if you can. And don't forget to pick a day in Lent to fast and pray with us. Go to grnonline.com forward slash CDT to see the calendar, the rules, and how to sign up. God love you. God bless you. See you back here tomorrow. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. The Guadalupe Radio Network now brings you the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass from the chapel at Our Lady of Corpus Christi in Corpus Christi, Texas. Welcome to the Holy Mass at Our Lady of Corpus Christi Chapel. Today we celebrate Monday of the eighth week in Ordinary Time. The intention for today's Mass is for all of our online viewers and for those joining us through Guadalupe Radio.
Come, thou Almighty King, help us thy name to sing, help us to praise. Father, all-glorious, or all-victorious, come and reign over us, ancient of days. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. Brothers and sisters, let us call to mind our sins, and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty God, and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned, in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done, in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever Virgin, all the saints and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. Grant us, O Lord, we pray, that the course of our world may be directed by your peaceful rule and that your church may rejoice untroubled in her devotion. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. A reading from the first letter of St. Peter. Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who in his great mercy gave us a new birth to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by the power of God are safeguarded through faith to a salvation that is ready to be revealed in the final time. In this you rejoice, although now, for a little while, you may have to suffer through various trials, so that the genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that is perishable, even though tested by fire, may prove to be for praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Although you have not seen him, you love him. Even though you do not see him now, yet you believe in him. You rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy as you attain the goal of faith, the salvation of your souls. The word of the Lord. Thanks be God. The Lord will remember his covenant forever. The Lord, the Lord will, will remember, remember his covenant forever. I will give thanks to the Lord with all my heart in the company and assembly of the just. Great are the works of the Lord, 
exquisite in all their delights. The Lord, the Lord will, will remember, remember his, his covenant, covenant forever. He has given food to those who fear him. He will forever be mindful of his covenant. He has made known to his people the power of his works, giving them the inheritance of the nations. The Lord, the Lord will, will remember, remember his covenant forever. He has sent deliverance to his people. He has ratified his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. His praise endures forever. The Lord, the Lord will remember his covenant forever. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Jesus Christ became poor although he was rich, so that by his poverty you might become rich. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. As Jesus was setting out on a journey, a man ran up, knelt down before him, and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus answered him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments, you shall not kill, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not defraud, honor your father and your mother. He replied and said to him, Teacher, all of these I have observed from my youth. Jesus, looking at him, loved him, and said to him, You are lacking in one thing. Go sell what you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. At that statement his face fell, and he went away sad, for he had many possessions. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his words. So Jesus again said to them in reply, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. They were exceedingly, exceedingly astonished, and said among themselves, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, For men it is impossible, but not for God. All things are possible for God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. morning's gospel and the conversation between Jesus and the rich young man, it starts off with a mention of the word good and the statement from Jesus to say no one is good but God alone. The word good is one of those little words that we probably use a hundred times a day, but it can be a little bit tricky perhaps if we were to try and define it. 
And in fact, what we find is it is what we call an analogous word, meaning the same word has different and varied meanings that are all connected to each other. In its most basic sense, St. Thomas Aquinas says, the good is that which is desirable. Goodness is desirability. From that perspective, we can see why God is the only one who is good from two perspectives. One, God is the most desirable. We were created with a longing for him. He is the most, or he is perfection itself. He is being itself. God is goodness itself. And therefore, he is the most desirable of anything that we encounter in this world, or of course, God who is beyond it. There is nothing to compare with the goodness of God. Secondly, God is the source of all goodness. Everything that exists is good for the very fact that it was willed by God, that he brought it into creation, and therefore existence in and of itself is desirable, or it is good. So in this way, God alone is good. He is supreme goodness himself, and he is the source of everything that we encounter in this world that is good. Now, goodness or desirability is an incredibly important thing in life because it really is kind of desire is the engine that drives our human action. And so it becomes very important to say, well, not only what are the desires within me, which we have naturally for food, drink, and of course, even the desire for God is natural within us, but also to say, in my day-to-day -day life, how am I cultivating desire? Because sometimes we can get attached to the goodness of the things of this world and leave behind or forget about the goodness of our Creator who is the source of all being and all goodness to begin with. We see that in today's Gospel with the rich young man. The rich young man, you could say, really has presented before him an opportunity of a lifetime. Jesus invites him to be one of his intimate followers. Jesus invites him to the goodness of a relationship with God that is profound, that is deep, that is a total commitment that involves every fiber of the rich young man's being. And we're told that the rich young man, though he was a person who followed the commandments to the law, he, or to the letter, he was too attached to material things to be able to walk away and follow Jesus completely. In other words, the desirability of material wealth and the things of this world was greater than his desire to follow Jesus. And that, of course, indicated a disproportion because the goodness of Jesus, who is true God and true man, compared to the goodness of material wealth in this world is not really a competition. But it indicated an attachment which the rich young man had, which then inhibited or prevented him from following Jesus completely. For each of us in our own life, especially now as we are getting ready to begin the holy season of Lent in a couple of days, it's always a good question to ask ourselves, is there anything in my life that I am afraid to give up which is preventing me from following God more fully? Are there things in my life, perhaps, if Jesus were to say to me, could you give up this one thing, would our face kind of fall down sad and walk away to say, sorry, Lord, this is a non-negotiable for me. I'm not able to give it up. Because those are the things often which are preventing us from more close communion with God. And as we approach the season of Lent, we are reminded that 
Desire is something placed within us, but it's also something that we need to cultivate. And the more that we ponder and meditate on God as the source of all goodness, of God as being the answer to our deepest longing for happiness and fulfillment in life, the more we cultivate that desire for Him, it also frees us from the things or the attachments to this world that ultimately prevent us from following Jesus more completely. And so, my brothers and sisters, as we go forward today, let us ask God for the courage that anything in our life which is impeding our spiritual progress or impeding our communion with Jesus, that we would be willing to leave it behind so that we could follow him more closely and enjoy communion with him, knowing that he truly is the answer to our greatest desires. Amen. Trusting in our Father's love and mercy, let us bring our petitions before him. We pray for our Holy Father, Pope Francis, for his physical and spiritual needs. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for government leaders that they would be inspired by the wisdom of the Holy Spirit to enact just laws that would protect the sanctity of human life at every phase and laws which would never contradict the natural law of God. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for peace in the Ukraine, for the safety of the people there, and for an end to all war. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for the sick and the suffering, that they would be given consolation in their faith and the courage and perseverance to unite their sufferings with Christ on the cross. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for our family, friends, and benefactors, for all those joining us online or through radio, and for all those enrolled in the Salt Mass Association, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for an increase in vocations to the priesthood and religious life. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those intentions that we hold in our heart, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Merciful Father, we thank you for hearing our petitions and granting our prayers through Christ our Lord. Amen. I heard the voice of Jesus say, Come on to me and rest. Lay down, thou weary one, lay down thy head upon my breast. I came to Jesus as I was, Weary and worn and sad, I found in him a resting place, and he has made me glad. I heard the voice of Jesus say, I am this dark world's light. Look unto me, thy morn shall rise, and all thy day be bright. I looked to Jesus, and I found in him my star, my sun. And in that light of life I'll walk, 
till traveling days are done. Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. O God, who provide gifts to be offered to your name, and count our oblations as signs of our desire to serve you with devotion, we ask of your mercy that what you grant as the source of merit may also help us to attain merit's reward through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit, lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation. Always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, for in goodness you created man, and when he was justly condemned, in mercy you redeemed him through Christ our Lord. Through him the angels praise your majesty, dominions adore, and powers tremble before you. Heaven and the virtues of heaven and the blessed seraphim worship together with exaltation. May our voices, we pray, join with theirs in humble praise as we acclaim. Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus Dominus Deus Sabaoth, plenis uncelia terra, gloria tua, osana in excelsis, benedictus, qui venit in nomine Domini, osana in excelsis. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith, we proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. 
Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Michael, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life, and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. Preceptis salutaribus moniti, et divina institutione formati, audemus dicere, Pater Noster, qui es in celis, sanctificetur nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in celo et in terra, panem nostrum coditianum, da nobis odie, et imite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos amalo. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. On you stay, quitolis peccatamundi, miserere nobis. On you stay, Quitolis peccata mundi, miserere nobis. Agnus Dei, quitolis peccata mundi, dona nobis pacem. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. 
Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. An act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. vision, O Lord of my heart. All else be not to me, save that Thou art. Thou my best thought by day or by night. Waking or sleeping, Thy presence my light. Be thou my wisdom, and thou my true word. I ever with thee, and thou with me, Lord. Thou my great Father, my, thine own may I be. Thou in me dwelling, and I one with thee. Let us pray. Nourished by your saving gifts, we beseech your mercy, Lord, that by this same sacrament with which you feed us in the present age, you may make us partakers of life eternal. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go and announce the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our Lady of the Most Holy Trinity, Most Holy, Immaculate Virgin Mary, you are the mother of God himself. You are the queen of all creation. You are the keeper of heaven's treasure. You are our help and protection. The prayer to St. Michael. St. Michael the Archangel, 
Defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruins of souls. Amen. Prayer of Deliverance Almighty God and Father, we beg Thee through the intercession and help of the Archangels St. Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel for the deliverance of our brothers and sisters who are enslaved by the evil one from anxiety, sadness, and obsessions. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From hatred, fornication, and envy. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From thoughts of jealousy, rage, and death. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every thought of suicide and abortion. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every form of sinful sexuality. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every division in our family and every harmful friendship. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every sort of spell, malefice, witchcraft, and every form of the occult. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. Thou who said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, grant that through the intercession of the Virgin Mary we may be liberated from every demonic influence and enjoy thy peace always. In the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. Spreading the splendor of truth, this is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul.